I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. folks here we are for another episode of excellence with the ginger and dutch here on uh, episode five week five of our podcast uh as you can tell by my voice tonight i am absolutely jacked for tonight's topics and uh tonight's discussion uh week's been too long for me so i'm ready to uh hear uh, dutch come on in here and uh what do you uh what do you think of tonight what's up jens what's up jens i'm pumped i'm pumped uh been waiting to talk about our little top five here lots of good topics today weekend was turning us around the corner what do you think uh, we'll be out there hopefully in the next couple of weeks playing some golf yeah i'm hoping so i'm hoping so we uh obviously the weather uh is turning the corner a little bit and then who knows about this weekend with uh with the old s word come possibly coming in but they they always call for that and never materializes so yeah we'll see but yeah hopefully we can uh get this get this golf course rocking here in the next uh, two if not at most three weeks and yeah. we'll be off to the races at least it's nice having chats uh having uh last couple of days there's been some good chats um we got jonesy firing up uh, a little messenger for all the golf boys he's an avid golfer uh, that's paul jones who i'm talking about for our listeners but listening and just getting all pumped eh? everybody's getting pumped to play golf you know even last night on our uh, on our little poker uh, game which yes um uh, <clears throat> i did take down the throne with uh, the boys but uh, it was nice just chatting golf and getting jacked up to ready to play here no for sure it's um definitely that time of year where people are uh, starting to get the itch and it's you know it's about time so hopefully we can we can get this get this rocking but yeah that poker game i don't know there was a lot of there was a lot of checking going on with you and another uh, person in your family, so I don't, I don't know about that. I'll, uh, I'll see if I'm going to put my money up next time. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, nice exactly. To see nice to see you take her down, and you know, I, I kissed my sister and in fourth place and one spot out of uh, where I needed to be. But hey, that's how it rolls sometimes when you go all in with, uh, you know, two pair on uh, the high one on the board when somebody's got pocket uh, jack. Sucks so. to be you, buddy. Sucks to so, be you. That's right. Well, that's it. That's cards. That's the way they flip. You know what? Uh, it was fun. Just three hours of entertainment. It's been a long time since we've seen some of the guys, so it was good. Did you watch any of the um, the Last Dance? We should have a quick chat about that. That was pretty uh, pretty pumped. Both episodes, I got both of them in. Did you get them both in? Or no, I didn't get both of them in. I only actually ended up getting uh, episode five in, and I'll be when this podcast is done, I'll be uh, be right back at it. But yeah, they just keep. Uh... They seem to get better and better as as they go on here week by week. And what I loved about episode five was a couple different things. Um, the first one being the behind the scenes look at uh, at some of the things, and and just you can start to see uh, the pressure mounting on Michael not only professionally but um, image wise, and what he has to live up to and what's created. You know, the whole uh, "want to be like Mike" by Gatorade. There, like that's a that's a lot of pressure. And, yeah. and like they said in the episode, like you don't live up to that. You're, you know, good luck to you because the, the media is going to chew you up and spit you out pretty quick. Well, you can see him saying that when he was, uh, he, when he was talking just about the stress and he finally just tuned him right out. And in episode six, it gets into a little bit deeper because there's a couple of hot topics there. 
you know, when it was coming to governor and he, because he's so powerful, you know, they, there was this one point where they wanted him to, to vote because of where they were. And he didn't, he says, Hey, we're all equal votes. And he got a lot of, you know, backlash and lost a little bit of respect for it. And then they get into it a little bit deeper in, in episode six with the gambling, which you haven't seen yet. But, you know, the thing that impressed me the most was uh, the funny part was the Nike when he when he signed on with Nike and he really wanted nothing to do with them and it was what was it uh two hundred and what was it two hundred fifty thousand dollars they offered him his first his first uh, yeah. signing deal and they said their goal was to try and sell three million pairs of million Jordans dollars. yeah right yeah. in the in the first four years well in the first year they sold like a hundred and twenty six million dollars I was unbelievable or hundred and twenty six million worth crazy yep yeah. And, and it took you back on a couple of different things. Um, for me, it took, you know, switching gears over to the ticket side of it with, you know, uh, having the, one of the people from the franchise in there talking about how fast they were selling out on season tickets and how difficult it was. Like it was, it be, it, you can start to get that feel that it, that when we knew it was happening at the time, how much of a spectacle it really was and how yeah. much of a spectacle spectacle he became like it was yeah. how do i get in the building to see michael jordan like how do i see the greatness you know what i mean yeah and he makes a he makes a, a harsh statement at the end which you can take it both ways i, I want your opinion on it cuz you didn't uh, see it but it, his exact quotes were if i ever had a chance to do it all over again i'd never want to be considered a role model and I was like, wow, like in this day and age that, you know, that he would get chewed for it based on, you know, we look at our golf, we look at Rory, we look at all these uh, Spies and Thomases and that they're role models and it's all the polite and yes sirs and everything. And the stress that Jordan had day in and day out at that, that tail end, no wonder why in Magic said it. <laughs> I don't want any part of it. He says, uh, he goes, you guys keep doing, he says, he's gone. You're going to push him out of the game. Like it comes to a point where every waking second, somebody was all over him and he was stuck in his, his hotel and he says it right in the episode. He's like, look at this, like it, I'm done. Yeah. And it's, you can see what happens, you know, you look at the, you know, Michael has a, not a breakdown, but you know, things go a little bit off the tracks. Um, Tiger Woods, things go a little bit off the tracks. Yep. You look at all these other sports uh, where they get to that level and, you know, it, it's common. It, it happens that, that they're going to go off the tracks eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And he clearly did. And, and you know, it is a lot media driven, the whole gambling thing, which we won't get into, but the whole gambling thing, you know, he took a, he took a, a night out after getting their ass kicked to two uh, nights in New York. And he just took off and went down to Atlanta city and went and gambled uh, before he flew back to Chicago. And they just, just kept pounding him about it. And, and, and you said it way back when we first started talking about this, he didn't. He didn't have a. And people will argue and disagree, but he 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 didn't have a gambling problem. He had a competition problem, and that's what he says, word for word. And that and that was the difference, right? So he just got ripped so hard on it. I don't know. No wonder why he uh, he pulled the shoot, right? Yeah, and the, the, you could argue the other way and say that when you what did you expect? Like when you you, yeah. you have to expect that this is what you signed up for when you wanted to become this great and and yep. you wanted to get to this level this is what you signed up for so um this is your bed now you've got to lay in it yep so there's there's arguments both ways but yeah you know you can totally you can totally see from his side the the pressure and the just constant um 
berating and um, antagonizing from the media can just yeah. throw you right off track, right? Yep, absolutely. Before we rip into the first topic here, I'll, I'm having fun doing this. So this is the third time we've talked about The Last Dance. So we've got a couple more to, to finish this off in the next couple of weeks. But I'll just leave you with this. Eight. I repeat, eight. Fifty plus points in playoff games. LeBron won. That's why he's the GOAT. Carry on. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> we could go on that. I know one of our uh, one of our listeners was on about game sevens and there was that Facebook meme about uh, you know, his him and Pippin and you know, oh, LeBron's so great in game seven and, and Jordan and <laughs> Pippin were there and the saying, Oh, what's a game seven? Yeah. We never had to play any of those. <laughs> I know. I know. I just wanted to throw it out there because just watching it and you see him dropping 50 in a playoff game, it's unheard of. It's happened maybe two or three times in the last five years now, if that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's, I've, I've sent you over some, you know, off air, some, some counter argument stuff about, you know, how good some of uh, LeBron's playoff runs have been. And, And nobody can deny that 2018, 2016, you know, he was, you know, he wasn't quite dropping 50, but there's a lot of 40s. There's a lot of crooked numbers in there. There's yeah. 44s, 45s, 46s, 48s, and not just, you know, on an odd night, like pretty consistent, right? So yeah. um, it goes back to that other argument is is 47 and, and 8 rebounds and 8 assists just as good as 53 and 6 rebounds and 4 assists. Like it's that whole, yeah. you know, yeah. that if whole you're thing. Talking stats, so. that's, if you're talking stats, we would never ever end. And just just your yeah. just your dominance and winning, but so too. So so let's dive in. But before we dive in, let's uh, had a little email or a push notification from the NFL about Don Shula today. So ninety years old, um, the only undefeated team. I know you uh, you may think differently there, but wow. yeah, ninety years old. Shout out to Don Shula and uh, the seventy two Dolphins there. Yeah, yeah, ninety years old, right? It's crazy. Uh, my dad was a big Dolphin fan. Um, even in the Marino, as a, a case in point, why I have a Marino jersey, even though I, I just, yeah, I never wear it. But good coach, no, great coach, one of the best, uh, one of the best ever. Absolutely, yeah, yep. There's, uh, there's no doubt about that. And I know you always say, can he win the, can they win the big game, i.e., Andy Reid? But uh, there was no questions asked about Don Shula, yep. um, and his impact on the game, and uh, just his ability to to coach and what he did for uh, for football in the Miami Dolphins mainly uh their franchise so yeah shifting over now out of the, out of the Don Shula talk and over into um you know professional sports and what's coming back what uh, what are you looking forward to most here I, you know we're getting as we inch day by day it seems we inch closer and closer to uh the return of some sort of sports here i know uh, like we said in the last episode UFC is getting back uh, NASCAR's got a, a bunch of races lined up but let's take a real good look at the four major sports and from baseball to hockey to basketball. What, uh, you know, what's, what's got you excited? Just the formats really. I, it's I, I baseball's going to go a short season. You know, they're going to, they're going to shrink possibly who they play. They're, they had so many different options going on. Same with, same with basketball, same with hockey, all of them. It's just intriguing to see what they're going to do. I, I, I hope they do more of these little tournament setups as opposed to meaning for, for NBA and for NHL, how they finish off their seasons. And back to baseball, because we haven't really talked much about baseball. 
you know, it's it's going to be neat. I might get more into it because it's going to be a most likely a, a, a shortened season. Might be a hundred or less. Uh, so it'll be a, a, interesting to see how they use their pitching, how they use their their you know if they over abuse the guys or if they give them less days off, et cetera. Right, as opposed to the opposite load management. So it'd be interesting to see. What about you? Yeah, I'm um, kind of on that same front. I'm excited to see what the final plans are for all these leagues uh we've talked about you know with us being at the golf course and you know how we have all these different plans and and we've kind of gone through our plans numerous times as i'm sure some of these big uh these big leagues have and obviously not on the scale to uh to what these leagues would be but i'm just excited to see what these final plans are uh i thought that the nba had a great idea and i know the players voted it down but yeah. i thought the disney the Disney World uh, idea was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, it's big. It's big enough. It's uh, it can hold the people. It can hold the teams, especially the NBA teams. There are only probably thirty people uh, would needed to be there because the rosters are a little bit smaller than uh, compared to you know your NFL size roster where there's going to be you know eighty five to one hundred people needed, right? So. Yeah. Um, well, one of the big but issues, what, one of the big issues was really they, they were concerned more for their families than that because that wasn't going to be a part of the program. If that's what I'm reading correctly, that's what I heard, right? Yeah, but John, uh, John, uh, come on, how how much how much money are we paying these guys? I know, like, I know, I, I get it. Like, but if we're going to pay you ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, twenty million dollars a year, thirty million dollars a year can you not be away from your family to finish, you know, the last 20 games of the, of the NBA season and then get into a playoff run? Like, yeah, I I can't, I, I under- I, that one, I can't disagree with you. I mean, they need to suck it up for sure, but it, it, the whole thing's messed up when it comes to why wouldn't they allow them to, if they're going to allow all of these other people now, and they're going to get past it. And I, I hate talking about the, the COVID and I'm hoping I can never talk about it in the next two, two episodes or so, but you know, they're going to they're going to break these down and they're going to make it all tight but yet people can go and there's thousands of people on the beach every day down in Florida and down in the south i don't understand what the difference is what what is the difference let them bring their families that would be my argument let us bring our families if not we're not coming i get your point of it but it goes both ways yeah no and 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 that's it and that's exactly uh you know why we're why we're having these discussions from that side but yeah. um you know I just, I just see if you, you know, there's a will, there's a way, and they, they've got to be able to make it, make it work in some form or fashion here. Yeah. Baseball. So, so you're telling me, and I love baseball's uh, plan. You know me, I'm, I'm not too uh, high on the old baseball front with how traditional they are a lot of the times. Yeah. But you're telling me I don't have to uh, do a 162 game season? Sign right. me up. That's right. Um, you know me. I've been, I've been, I've been pushing that for years. That baseball should be down to, you know, 120 to 130 games max. Add more teams into the playoffs and and get more meaningful baseball. Because I tune into to playoff baseball, but I sure as hell don't tune into, uh, you know, mid June, mid July baseball um, when it's the seventh pitcher of the season pitching against, yep. you know, a beat a beat up roster. So no, I like that, like that plan. Yeah, it just I'm I'm curious to see what happens just 
by the end of the weekend, who steals the show again is the NFL, right? Because they're going to, they're, they're launching the schedule this week and then all these sports are going to start up. So you're still ultimately going back to, to the NFL because they're, they run the shield, as you would say, it's uh it's going to be comical because they're going to take over, you know, the, the week and all those other little sports are going to kind of be a little bit in the background. Like they always are. Yep. And that's a, it's, it's a calculated, you know, they're not, they're not stupid and, and they know exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, you got the, you probably got the push notification from CBS and NFL.com yourself yep. about half an hour before we came on here. And, you know, uh, Thursday night, three hours special, seven o'clock, like it's, it's like clockwork. And they, like you said, they picked the perfect time to do it. And, um, you know, they've made their adjustments and, and we've talked off air about, yep. you know, what yep. their plan is, but yeah, you're right. They're going to, they're going to steal the show and, um, I'm sure everybody and their brother is going to be tuned in or eventually paying attention that night to, uh, to where everything lies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, Even, to... yeah. go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was, I was going to say even, even for me as a, as a season ticket holder, um, I'm just excited, even though I don't even know if I'm going to be going to the games, if I'm going to be allowed to go to the games, if I am going to be allowed, do I, am I still even going to go? Um, you're always just excited to see um, where the schedule lies and, and where, um, you know, where you, where your team's going to play. What, what are the primetime games where, you know, how does it shape up? Where are the division games? How it's, how, where are you going to be? And uh, who are you going to be playing at at what time uh, throughout the course of the year and yep. on that schedule? Because yep. it does mean a lot, right? Yeah, and then you're going to dream, right? You're going to dream about that that sporting event that you've gone to. And I'm pumped to talk about, you know, what your top five are. We got a couple interesting mix on on how we're going to go with our top five sporting events we've been to. But you get to sit there and dream about that home playoff game that you wanted for, right? Last year, uh, I remember correctly, you were somewhere really cool, so. Um, that's in your top five. I'm sure it is. So let's, uh, let's do something. Let's, let's talk about it. Uh, I've made my list. I'm pumped to throw it out there. Uh, let's, uh, let's top top five sporting events that you've been to in your career. All right. So, so let me start it off. Cause you know, you're, you're significantly older than I am. So you've had a little bit more opportunity to, uh, <laughs> go to, go, go to some of these events there, yeah. the old Dutchman, but. Um, yeah, so I kind of spun, spun the list. Uh, we knew we were going to kind of segue into this topic. So I've, uh, I've done my homework for uh, me. I had all the old ticket stubs out and, you know, I was Googling back to dates and times. Of course you would keep trying to remember. What's that? I said, of course you'd keep all your stubs too. Oh, of of course I would. Of course I would. So I've kind of spun it a little bit into, um, you've been on a few of, of my ventures, uh, alongside with me, but I spun it a little bit more into some. Um, some cities and some trips that I've done because we a lot of times like to sandwich things together, do uh, multi-sport trips, um, yep. different things. So, so I'll start to uh, I'll start it off with my number five, and uh, you know I did that little guest uh, appearance on on one of the uh, the wrestling podcasts that just popped up from uh, from a friend of the show there. So my my number five is WrestleManias. Love it. Went to both WrestleManias in Toronto, in the Dome, uh, 70,000 people. I had two different experiences. I sat in the last row with my family for uh, Hulk Hogan and, and uh, Ultimate Warrior when they when uh, Warrior beat Hogan. Yep. And then went to the, the next WrestleMania at the uh, the Dome again when it returned. 
and The Rock fought uh, fought Hogan. So nice. and I sat uh, I sat sixth row, saved up all my paper money. I was fourteen years old, six hundred and fifteen six hundred and fifteen dollars for a ticket, and uh, I paid it and and sat uh, pretty much as close as you possibly could, other than family and friends and. Uh, so that was that was in my top five for my WrestleMania. Well, love it. You you have the chair still, don't you? I have the chair still. Yeah, it does come out uh, every once in a while when we go to the Bills game. Nice. But I make sure no Bills Mafia jumps through that chair. That's it. Um, so, okay, number four it may surprise some people, but uh, this was my uh, Detroit trip in two thousand March of uh, two thousand and eight, and we saw Game Five, Round One, Detroit versus uh, Detroit Red Wings versus Nashville Predators. And uh, two one in overtime. Johan Franzen scored the goal. Uh, it was still in the Joe Lou at the time, and the place was rocking. The game went to overtime. It was phenomenal. Um, kind of cool because one of our local goaltenders, uh, who just uh, had played for the Newmarket Hurricanes a couple of years prior, um, was in net for uh, Nashville that night. Dan Ellis was in net, Love. so that was really cool. And we paired that up with uh, the next night, uh, Detroit Pistons, Philadelphia 76ers, round one, game one in the playoffs. Um, and it was a double Detroit. They both ended up, uh, both Detroit teams won that weekend. Awesome. So that was kind of cool. Beauty. Number three was five years ago. And uh, it was actually uh, my uh, my bachelor party. Bang. It was a fun, uh, fun, fun night. And that was in uh, Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh. So we saw LeBron, which was a check off the list. And then we went to the NCAA for Pittsburgh. And saw round, uh, I still call it round two because I don't consider the playing games for the NCAA tournament round one. So it was round two. Villanova. Uh, the, round, the round of 32. And it was uh, NC State knocking off the number one seed at the time, Villanova, 70, uh, 71-68. And then um, followed by a phenomenal game, even though we were a little tired and a little dry. But uh, it was 67-64, Notre Dame knocking off Butler. So... And that was another overtime game as well, which was kind of cool for the tournament. Yeah. Number two was uh, March or sorry, February of 2007. And that was the two um, Scottish premier football or soccer matches that I seen uh, in Glasgow, Scotland. So I saw the Rangers versus Inverness Cali Thistle to a one, one draw. And then uh, obviously the arch rival green uh, Celtic at Parkhead. So that was a, uh, a phenomenal trip. And uh, number two on my list. Only fifty thousand people at both of these uh, these stadiums. How many fights? In but, the, how many fights in the Celtics Rangers? Oh uh, no! Well, we didn't we didn't see Rangers versus Celtics. Okay. So we saw that. Yeah, they weren't playing those teams. So, but uh, yeah, there was it, it, the funny part was is that there was more fights between the actual Rangers fans get arguing about the team than there were about the Rangers fans trying to fight the other uh, wow. the other team. But because you guys let are, me tell you, you guys are all dumb, all those Scotsmen, all you do is just want to fight and headbutt each other. <laughs> <laughs> Little Glasgow kiss for you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that was a great experience, 50,000, but I've never heard, uh, you know, growing, growing men and women, uh, children alike, um, you know, singing songs and, and yeah. partying and dancing in the crowd like I like I like I did that day it was, it was absolutely uh, unbelievable how it unified some the, like a crowd like that. Um, so just amazing a trip that uh, or some some events that I'll never forget. And then number one is uh, and you were on this trip with me. Uh, great trip was uh, December of 2007. And I call it our Washington trip. Who'd that be? Uh, we were able, yeah, yeah, that's right. So we were able to see the Raptors and the Wizards uh, long before the Raptors 
we're anywhere near a championship run, but um, a great game. And then the next Sunday or that Sunday, we saw uh, my beloved Bills beat uh, the Redskins. Yep. And then the big, the big game to top it all off was the Monday night game uh, in Baltimore. And uh, the undefeated 12 and old Patriots or 11 old Patriots at the time got pushed to their limit um, and almost lost, actually. A couple bullshit Some say they, they did lost. That's right. The refs, uh, the old uh, Zebras took it away from them in a 27-24 final or 28-24 final. Yep. But uh, probably what I take away from that is, is that we were able to watch probably one of the, I would say, the top three NFL football teams of all time. Yes, sir. And that was the 2000, yeah. 2007 Patriots. Randy Moss, Wes Welker, uh, Tom Brady in his prime. Absolutely unbelievable. And then to go head-to-head, uh, I know he was injured um, at the time, but, you know, you, you, you got to see uh, Terrell Suggs and some of them. I, I believe Lewis did not play that game. Ray Lewis, that is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Terrell Suggs and, and uh, you know, a dynamite Baltimore Ravens team who struggled that year a little bit. But, um, yeah, phenomenal. So that tops out my 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 best trip of, uh, of all time. So let's switch over to you. And uh, I'm excited to hear your list now. Right on, man. I'll keep it quick. You uh, you were you were getting into it pretty deep. You have all the stats, of course. The uh, the elephant man. I thought you've got it all dialed in. So mine aren't going to be as thorough, but I got a pretty cool list. Number five, um, I'm sticking with golf, and there is a common theme later on. It's, we'll talk a little Randy Moss here, but um, number five, uh, PGA Championship 2013. Uh, it was in Oak Hill, down in Rochester. Went down with the local. Uh, Another good buddy of ours, a uh, uh, golf professional who's in the uh, retail side right now. Um, we had a uh, we had an amazing time. We did a cannonball rundown. That was the year Jason Duffner uh, won. Uh, just the, the the experience of the crowd was. That's all I can say. It's just the and the the golf course itself. Um, quite possibly one of the better atmospheres because you can just hear the roars because of the way that the, the way it's set up, the layout of the land is, was unbelievable. I had a chance to meet him in Naples that same year. I had had a flag. The guy's got a personality of a shit sandwich. That's Jason Duffner that I'm talking about. He met him at Tiburon at the shark shooter at the time. So that's number five. It was, uh, it was quite an unbelievable experience. Number four, was believe it or not i have to throw one in was a vikings game and it's not the one you think ginge it's not the 2018 nsc championship that i was that's what i, nah, I knew you're gonna, gonna but that I was knew a tough loss yeah. that was a tough loss that that's day. why i'm not putting it in there because if they would have won it would have been definitely up there but uh they got their arse kicked that night so it's actually um was my first vikings game i ever went to it was um with my brother as well and it was Randy Moss's rookie year it was the year the Vikings went 15 and one and I got to we had end zone seats I know they're not my favorite but the way it was set up at the the old Metrodome we were right in the corner of the end zone and we watched Moss catch a 60 yarder um, and that was the I think they were playing Cincinnati and they just they they handled them pretty easy that was Randall Cunningham yeah and it was pretty cool just to see that that's why I got the jersey Randall the handle Randall, baby he was the man he, he was the man <laughs> Uh, number three, believe it or not, was actually with my brother as well. This was kind of a, uh, again, same thing. Just the last minute, uh, wanted to do something for our, our father who passed away. Um, 2000 and I want to say eight. Uh, I'll get in trouble by my brother for it. But uh, we went to uh, the, he was a big horse race guy. We went to the Triple Crown. We went to the third leg of the Triple Crown in Belmont down in New York. We went down to New York City, flew in, and we went to the uh, the race. 
spent the whole day there. It was um, the year California Chrome. We always wanted to go. My dad was a big horse race guy, so he had a chance to win the Triple Crown, won the first two legs, and dusted them, dusted them. In the Kentucky Derby, he won like by six lengths easily. And then in the Preakness, he won easy as well. Both of those races. So we were, we just thought for certain that, he, you know what, this was it, Triple Crown. My dad never got to go. We always wanted to see it. Um, when we got there and we, we met Chris Collingsworth, he was, uh, he, he was sitting about five seats, um, uh, beside us uh, for the race. It, it was so unbelievable to see that many people, a hundred plus thousand people watching a bloody horse race. And unfortunately, as the story goes, California Chrome lost. So, um, it was, a uh, was a kind of heartbreaking cause it was, you know, it was for our dad, you know, he always talked about it. He only got to see one, uh, or two triple crown. Uh, winners so it was it was kind of heartbreaking but at the same time it was a trip of a lifetime number two you posted it on our facebook page was uh with two, 2009 game seven and yes it was game seven pittsburgh it was sid the kid it was really unbelievable for for being a hockey kid growing up up until i got into golf in my mid-teens watching game seven knowing that the 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 cups coming out and then you know ultimately pittsburgh went in and we went right down to the glass we watched them skate around with the uh with the cup it was pretty cool that's a, a bucket list big check mark for sure just to, yeah right sure. to watch any 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 championship that gets clinched right i mean i kind of regret how many regrets stuff but we talked about the, you know the raptors i would have loved to have gone but in this day and age and we'll talk about funding shortly here it's so hard to go to those key games now because you can't get it i think we paid i want to say 260 bucks 250 bucks to go to um game seven it, it it's yeah. it's unheard of now right yeah that's yeah that's that like we were talking about with the the last dance and and the scalpers and yeah. what you see in there like it's it's just a whole different world than what it was uh even a decade ago yep number one no doubt has to be the greatest place on earth that I've ever stepped foot on. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, man. <laughs> oh, the Masters, 2017. Got to go with my good buddy. Uh, oh, what do you know? We went to both majors. Uh, my good buddy, Chet. I'll uh, forever be in debt for him inviting me. Yeah. We got to go to a Saturday, which is unbelievable. So we got to see moving day. We we got to walk up the fairway on 18 with with Sergio matter of fact we were watching him um watching him putt on the, the the last hole and right in front of me I had my almost on my my whole shoulder resting beside Sergio Garcia's dad it was once in a lifetime I'm hoping it's not once in a lifetime but if it is um I can uh I can always take that to say that it's the best place I've ever been on and if I ever had an opportunity I've always said this to you if somebody said to you, you could play one more round of golf and hang the clubs up forever, would you ever do it? And where would it be? That's, that's one place and one place only. And that would be the masters. So that's my top five, buddy. Yeah. Great, great top five. And, you know, I was eager to hear that. Uh, you know, I know you're getting a little bit old, but California Chrome was, uh, was 2013. I know um, it seems like many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but uh, no, it's, it, phenomenal what i love about both those lists is just the diversity and like we said real life passion for real life sports talk right from the start of this podcast 
um, any event we'll go to. And there's, there's a whole from wrestling to golf to Scottish football to, um, you know, anything. And I know one thing that we both kind of want to knock off our list is as crazy as it sounds is a, is a, like a NASCAR event or something like that. So, and saying that let's, uh, let's head out to, uh, to break here and then we can, uh, come back. We've got a couple more topics to finish up. So let's get a break in here and then we'll, uh, we'll fire it up, uh, when we get back. You're listening to another episode of Excellence by Ginger and Dutch. The Devil's Advocates of Sports Talk Radio. All right. Thanks and a shout out there to uh, our young man there with our new ad in there about ginger and dutch so um just confirming for all our listeners out there that you can follow us on our facebook page at ginger and dutch one and that's the number one and on instagram at the same tag um at ginger and dutch one as well so thanks to everybody who's uh follow us like this followed us along and uh both our social medias and that's where you're going to find out about what's upcoming um in the world of ginger and dutch so Uh, Now we want to segue into our first heavy topic, and this was uh, actually brought forth by one of our listeners, so thank you very much for uh, your suggestion, and we are open to suggestions here on Ginger and Dutch about uh, what to cover, what you want us to talk about, and what you want us to uh, debate here live on the podcast. So moving forward with that, um, big topic here, and this was uh, talking about you know, just violence in general, um, domestic violence, uh, sexual abuse, all those types of, of heavy and important conversations uh, that we need to have here in life, but uh, looking mainly at just professional sports and, and how that's, uh, that, that's affected. So I guess I'll lead us off here. Yeah. In, yeah. I'm interested uh, to hear in your that take. Touch, if that's okay with yeah, you. I'm going to argue one way or the other here. Cause it's, I'm, I'm kind of mixed. So fire up here. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Yeah. And I know you, you, uh, you know, you have your opinions on it and, and this is something that I uh, did a little research on, uh, while I was uh, watching the last dance here, and what what I'm uh, what I'm going to say is is that you know the, the NFL specifically, I think gets a uh, gets a bad rep here. Um, you know, some people are going to say you know you don't like it, turn it off. You don't have to support uh, certain players. Um, you don't have to you don't have to watch it. It's it's free choice here. But w- what I'm going to say is is that um, yes, it is free choice, but this is more of a societal problem than it is specific to any sport, NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, whatever it may be. And, and you start to look into it, and our listeners have got a feel for it. And like you said, I'm the elephant man, and I'm the stats guy. And, and you break this down, and, and the NFL specifically is well below the national U.S. average and the Canadian average that for uh, DUIs, for drug-related charges, for domestic violence, for sex offenses theft um a whole bunch of them and they are well below the national averages in in both of our countries here uh to give you an idea you know for every hundred thousand people about just under two thousand of them at some point in time will be um arrested and charged with the dui well the nfl for every hundred thousand nfl yeah, but, players yeah but 600 yeah, but 600 doesn't matter 600 of so those is still 600 too many especially when you're when you you have the lot the lap of luxury to live 
period. So there's no reason why it should even be there. I'm not picking on the NFL because that's a low number. I agree with you, Ginge. But that's still absolutely way too much. It's ridiculous. Correct. But but you got to think, if this is happening in everyday society, these players um, across the board in professional sports, they are yep. throwing everything on their plate. They are throwing um, alcohol in front of them. They're throwing drugs in front of them. They are throwing um, women and sex in front of them. They, it's all available for their dispense. Is it not a lot easier for, for these players and these people in professional sports to make that split second wrong decision? I.e., hey, I've had a few drinks tonight and everything's thrown on me. No. And maybe no. I do something a little bit wrong here. Or I, I touch somebody a little bit wrong there. Um, and, and there's people out there and, and you know, I got to be touchy in, on how I word this, but there's people out there that are, are looking for this and looking to have a payday here um, at the expense of some of these players. I'm not saying all of them I'm, I, by any means. I want, I want my listeners to know our listeners to know that I'm not saying all of them, but there are people out there that are looking for a payday from, from some of these higher end players. Right. But you're, that does happen. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. But you're, uh, you're making me take of kind of the other, the hard stance here on the other side. And I'm not going to go all the way to the other side, but the end of the day is, is whether people are looking for, and I don't want to even say they're looking for it because maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. It's it's the fact of the matter is, is that they're put in a situation that they could have avoided the situation if they were smart with their money, their handlers, their agents, and all these people are, it's nobody gives a shit about the person, about the player, about the athlete once they've got their money. And they're forgetting the most important part is, is that these kids need to be uh, taught and managed how to do it all get a bodyguard get somebody on there i know i don't get me wrong i know they want their privacy get your get the best friend get the somebody that that is smart enough to know that no matter what they're getting into that there should always be somebody there to somebody something in order to protect them from either doing something wrong or allegedly doing something wrong that that's the way i look at it you know and and yes there's still you still have to go through all the stuff about who's you know, oh, they're not guilty, and they're they're sorry, they're they're not guilty. Yes, until they're they're proven guilty, they have to go through the all the system. Was it did it? Was it this? Was it rape? Was it murder? Was it this? Was it that? I don't know. I watch it for sport. I get in trouble all the time for saying it. This I know this is a a, a hot topic, and it it can get really deep and ugly. And I don't want to say I don't care, but I watch it for. sport and I try not to allow that stuff to get in my way of enjoying the entertainment for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. That's why I watch it. I watch for sport, period. I guess that's the way I'm looking at it. Should they ever play again? What's your topic or what's your convo on that? No, in my opinion, if they make a mistake, they get caught and it's any of those things, you're done. See you later. Pack your shit up and go home. We'll let the next person come in. I don't care where you came from. I don't care how you're bringing up was you, you got to where you are, which means you went 99% of the time. They've went to some type of school. If you want to say basket weaving, I don't care. They went to some type of school. They had mentors. They had the people to teach them to get to the right spot. Do you know what I'm saying? No. And I, I do, I do hear that. And I think, 
what happens a little bit with when they get to these these big leagues is that the shackles come off a little bit and they they're released out a little bit as compared to when you're going growing up through your high school and and into um you know college and university if if they're going that route is they're 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 spoon fed the whole way up and then eventually it's it gets to the point where it's you know you have to show up at this time practice starts at this time and you know a meeting starts at this time and that's when things can go off the rails a little bit and and go sideways for some of yeah, these uh these players but i do hear i do hear you it's 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 you watch it for sport and and your thought is is that's not a decision Bang. that i as a viewer should have to make that should be the decision of the nfl to say you are not in in concordance with our image with our brand and pack your bags and move on and i agree and and i think where the where it comes down to and where the nfl gets a bad rep is they've swept too many things under the rug to try to put the best product on the field and that's where i think people have blurred lines here if you break the numbers down you know and we could argue all night on that but um i feel that they're no worse than they may be the worst of the four leagues but they're no worse than what's happening out there in society the problem is is that the nfl hasn't done enough to um put the the rubber stamp on it and say this is absolutely unacceptable yeah the yeah and the nfl does sweep like it under the rug but but the the networks don't and to me i don't want to watch a, a sunday night football game and and hear seven times that you know so and so is um waiting his his indictment charges or he's wearing waiting these you know this that and everything and will he be suspended or whatever it may be like or, or even with the athletes when they have the performance enhancing, I, I really don't give a shit if this guy's not playing because of this. Like, but the problem is, I'm in the minority, and I know I'm in the minority because people want something to talk about and want something to hide behind and go after and attack. When it's like, I just want to watch the sport, man. Just tell me who's not playing. I don't care. Just say suspension. You don't have to tell me why. I don't. I don't care. Just you know, just let's watch the game and enjoy it. Yeah, but what you know? What about a guy like Alden Smith, who's who's had repeated um, alcohol offenses, repeated um, domestic offenses, repeated all of these things? Like you know, right, six right, times, right. And you he, said and he's it. Back in the league again now, uh, just been reinstated. Like, like is that not is that not the NFL? And and you know, people may when they go back and listen to this episode, but this is the discussions. And now I've kind of flipped sides, and not flipped sides, but to show you that it's not necessarily the numbers. It's more of the perception from the media and a lack well, of repeat. NFL What was response the key word? You said repeat. Sorry, things. there's no such thing as repeat. Correct. But, but as, as, as a, as an entity of, of professional sports, to me, they've got to get that man help. They've got to get that man help. And if that means that, that he, he's not allowed to play in their league, and he's he they provide um, programs and support to him throughout his life, not only in the NFL but beyond. Then I think that's their responsibility. Yeah. And I don't think uh, I don't know. De- I don't know job. deep enough. Um, yeah, I don't. While know they're in the league, enough, but or, you're, okay. you know, you're going down the right path. It, it is their responsibility for sure. I mean, we can say, oh well, you know, they're the player. You know, they, they're the ones that are making all the money. But at the end of the day, 
you know, it's a, it's a family, it's a team, no matter which way we look at it in, in life, no matter what it is, whether it's your employer, whether it's, it's you, you got to work together and, and you're right. They, they probably aren't doing as much as they should for sure. Ginger, I think it was, uh, sorry, Dutch, I was calling you Ginger there, Ooh. but uh, Dutch, it's been an absolutely another fantastic episode, and uh, as a pleasure, no, as just always, stay off the, the red uh, line, maybe you had a little bit too much there, flipping the, uh, flipping the Ginger and Dutch, I love it, it's all good, you know what, another good one, can't wait to, to chat again next week, let's get this sports on the road, let's go. I'm Ginger, and I'm Dutch.